sometimes you see things online and you can't believe it. And I think one of the things that I've seen online recently is all about Thomas Tuchel and a lot of fans, Chelsea fans, supposedly, um, criticising him and his time at the club, even after winning a Champions League in 2021 against Man City. What a brilliant night that was. And of course, winning the Super Cup and the World Club Cup. How can you criticise him? I just don't get it. I can't get my head around it. I mean, if you're on about the style of the football, it wasn't always fantastic, but we got the job done. He worked to his strengths. He knew how to get the best out of his team. And to be honest, that's what we need now. We don't need to stick to one single philosophy, and that's it. You need to work with the team of players that you've got and get the best out of them to achieve the results. And what I loved about Tuchel when he came in, I mean, in fairness, when he first came in, I wasn't in favour because I was a huge Frank Lampard fan for obvious reasons. And I was sort of like, oh, it's okay. We've won everything. Let Frank, you know, continue. It's fine because I'm such a diehard fan of Frank Lampard. I was disappointed when he left, even though results were bad. But it was during COVID. So you've got to give Frank a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. But when Tuchel came in, he was exactly what we needed. He was positive from day one, unlike Pochettino. Tuchel runs about all over the place, didn't he, on the touchline. He was really passionate every match. Potentially something did go on behind the scenes that we don't know about um, with Todd Boney because I can't figure out why he got the sack, even to this day. And Simon Jordan of Talk Sport actually said at the time that he had inside information. I don't know if this is true, but he said that if he was the owner of Chelsea, he would have sacked him as well. So we still don't know. It's a bit of a mystery. But in terms of Tuchel's Chelsea legacy, any criticism for me is completely ridiculous because he may be the last Chelsea manager you see in your lifetime that helped Chelsea win the Champions League. That's very possible. The way we're going, this it's not going to happen for years and years and years, is it? Even if we eventually qualify, I can't see that. Sorry, a bit negative again, but um, just being honest, he may be the last Chelsea manager that Chelsea fans of my generation see win a Champions League. I think it's ridiculous any criticism for him. And with the World Club Cup, I believe that's the name of it, I'm not um, necessarily saying it's the best trophy, but he did it first. He won the he won it first. No other Chelsea manager has won that. Even the great 2012 side, which in my opinion was a better side than the 2021 side. So to do that, to win the Super Cup as well, he knew what it was to be at Chelsea in that era. It was all about winning. It was all about the present. It was all about doing it now, not thinking about the future. And he did it, and he was absolutely fantastic, and I wish him all the luck at Bayern Munich. They're only losing 1-0 anyway. I don't really get why. I know it's very reactionary, fans and online, etc., but it's 1-0 at Lazio. They're going to win at home, aren't they? Bayern Munich, they'll probably score a few. So, yeah, very odd, in my opinion, very odd. And I think a lot of people, again, I'll go back to this, a lot of people are very ungrateful, and it even really surprises me, even more now, because we're going through such a slump. We're mid-table, you know. We're not playing great football now. You can't say it's better football now than it was under Tuchel. You're living in a fairy tale land, if you, if you think that. I mean, what are you on about? Nowhere near. I'm not saying it was great all the time. As a home season ticket holder, going to the home matches, it was very disappointing because away from home, we seemed to play a lot better under Tuchel for whatever reason. 
But, as I said, his last season, top four, got to two cup finals. Yes, we should have won one, but it was very close, wasn't it? Both on penalties, so you can't really... Yeah, it can happen, can't it? Do you, do you think we're going to lose on penalties against Liverpool in the next cup final? What do you think about that? Or do you think we're going to get played off the park? I'm hoping we've turned a corner, but let's wait and see. Yeah, I love the new chant, by the way. Don't worry about a thing. Every little thing is going to be all right. Chelsea, Bob Marley, of course. I'm really hoping we have turned a corner. City's the next game. It's a shame we haven't got some easier games because I think this could have catapulted us um, the great victory against Palace. But back to Tuchel. I just can't get my head around how any Chelsea fan can be so ungrateful and not appreciate what that man did for our football club. It's just it's beyond me. I mean... Especially the current climate. We're a mid-table team. We're not a top team now. If we were right up there at the top of the league, playing wonderful football, then I would get it more. I would think, yes, you've got a point. But we're not. We're nowhere near that. I also don't think... There's some fans out there that think things have to get a lot worse before they get better. I think that's what a lot of fans think at the moment. But can you imagine if Tuchel took that approach when he took over as Chelsea manager? I know it's a different team now. I know there was a lot more experienced players at Chelsea at the time when Tuchel came in. But if he took that approach, no, it's going to take years. It's going to take time. Chelsea wouldn't have won the Champions League that year. He would have said, oh, no, it's a process. It's uh, We're building for the future. Another thing I see online that winds me up, and it's ridiculous, some Chelsea fans... Are they Chelsea fans? Well, they suggest uh, that when we won the Champions League in 2021, we were papering over the cracks. I mean, what the hell is that all about? I mean, honestly, to win a Champions League is monumentous. Can you imagine Arsenal winning a Champions League? The fuss they would make. They've never won a Champions League in their whole history. Chelsea are the only side to win the Champions League. They've won it twice. Yes, we have. But honestly, how can you just be like, Oh, it's papering over the cracks. Some clubs in their whole history have never won the Champions League. So I really think Thomas Tuchel deserves a lot more respect. I've said this about Mourinho as well, but Thomas Tuchel, he's more recent. He was fantastic. He did everything we wanted him to do. And I think any criticism of Thomas Tuchel is just ridiculous, especially with the climate at the moment. Or any, even if we were doing well, what, why would you say that? It just doesn't make sense to me and it never will. I like to remember my heroes. I like to be like, yes, you did a fantastic job. And, you know, really, if you're a real fan, you'll remember the good times and you'll forget the bad times. Like with me and Mourinho, when he came back, yeah, we won the league again. We finished mid-table the next year. Who cares? Because the next season we won the league again. You can just blank out those bits that you don't like and you can remember the good times and with Tuchel it was all good wasn't it there was nothing bad under Tuchel we lost a few games and he got the sack that's it so yeah I think Thomas Tuchel gets the respect and the love from the real Chelsea fans the rest I've got no idea what you're talking about there's a lot of speculation that Conor Gallagher will be leaving Chelsea next season and if he leaves I think it would be a great shame I know apparently they're going to try and use the academy to sell players and then buy players from abroad. That's what it seems like. Or or buy them from sides like Brighton. And oh, Honestly, I scratch my head. I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, that's not why 
all this financial fair play was introduced. It wasn't so that you would sell players from your academy and, and then, you know, buy players from other clubs. That's not what it was brought in for. It was brought in so that you would play players from your academy and they're the future of your club. And Connor gets the club. I really think he does. His effort is always there. I'm not saying he... At the moment, he's not a world beater. I'm not going to say he's an amazing player. He's a good player, or he's a very good player at times. But his effort is always there. He's always spot on. And this season, he's been one of our best players. I know it hasn't been one of our best seasons, but if you compare him to Casado, I think he's a lot better this season. I don't get Casado at all. I mean, $100 million for him, what a waste of money. Next season, yes, potentially he can become a lot better. And I expect he will. He's got to get better because this season, awful. Gets caught out of possession all the time. It leads to goals. Some fans will put videos up saying, nobody's there with him. And Well, if nobody's there with him, you have to get rid of it. You can just actually kick it out for a throw. You haven't got to pass it to the opposing players, have you? You know, I know it's modern football, though. That is so discouraged now, isn't it? They're like, you have to keep the ball. No matter what happens, you have to keep the ball. But if a defender, if, you know, if a defender's in that tricky situation or whatever player on the pitch, you kick it out sometimes. You haven't got to just pass it, like, willy-nilly. And that's what he does all the time. So, for me, Conor Gallagher has to stay at Chelsea Football Club. And this policy is very bizarre, just selling youngsters. I mean, Alfie Gilchrist, he looks like a very good young player, hopefully for the future. Is that going to be the strategy with him going forward? Oh, yeah, we'll make him look really good in some matches. And then, yeah, we'll sell him for 20 million or, or 50 million. Yeah, I mean, just listen to that. If, if that policy was in place when John Terry was a footballer at Chelsea Football Club, he never would have come through at Chelsea, would have signed for another club. He would have done very well there. So I think, again, that's flawed. Another thing I've seen is that Brighton, yeah, it's come up in the news again, and I can't believe it. I'm fed up with Brighton. I just hate Brighton, if I'm honest. <laughs> Nothing against them, their fans, but, I well, it's more that I hate our philosophy of going every, you know, getting everybody in from Brighton, it doesn't make sense, does it? It's Paul Wynn Stanley, isn't it? It was Potter, and now they're after this other development guy or whatever, and you're like, is Brighton the benchmark now? Is that, like, the highest level Chelsea can achieve? It's pathetic, in my opinion. Of course, the more people you get from Brighton, they're going to get more Brighton people. That's the reality, because they want to work with people they know. Casado, yes, from Brighton. You keep hearing rumours about players from Brighton, and I'm like, I can't be bothered with Brighton, honestly. I, I just hate it. It's just so... It shows a lack of ambition, in, in so many ways at Chelsea Football Club. Could you imagine that under Abramovich? Yeah, be bringing somebody in from Brighton. Never. They'd never even get through the front door. And that's the way it should be if you're at a top football club. But now it's happened. Um, we're at a different level now. I'm not saying you can't get players from lesser clubs and they're not successful. Look at Gary Cahill. He came from Bolton. He was fantastic. But you look back the last 20 years... How many players have signed from lesser clubs? Not teams in... Teams in Europe is a bit different, I think, but lesser Premier League clubs. I can't think of any. If people say Kante, well, they won the Premier League the season before, so you can't say they were a lesser club. Not really. That's different. And I think they're just showing a huge lack of ambition. 
And I think some of you think, oh, you love knocking the owners, Chris. Well, basically, they don't do themselves any favours. It's not that I love knocking them. It's just that they keep cocking up big time. And it's just so obvious. It's obvious from a fan's point of view. It must be obvious from a footballing point of view. I mean, surely they must have somebody in there that would say to Todd or whoever it is, maybe it's the sporting director that can say, no, I don't think we should go that way. I think we should uh, go for somebody a bit more experienced. We should help the younger players by signing some more experienced players who can actually do it now and then eventually in the future, um, not not even in the future, now (laughs) we'll play better. If we sign a quality player, we're going to perform so much better now, aren't we, instead of just waiting for the future, I mean, ugh. I mean, we're on a good run recently. You can't say we're not. But these little things, well, they seem like little things, the sporting director and whatever, but they're big things. They're huge things because these individuals decide who we sign. And, you know, purchases, signing these players, is one of the most key things to building a successful football club. If you sign a load of duds for millions and millions... It's not going to work. It's as simple as that. I'm not saying Roman didn't make any mistakes at Chelsea. Yes, he did. But there's a lot of mistakes in a very short period of time, unfortunately. I keep saying, I hope Todd will learn from his mistakes. If he does, brilliant. I'm all for it, obviously. But it's as clear as day. We need some more experience. And we also need some of these great academy players to come through. Because they care about the club more, I think. I think a lot of them do. I know Mason Mount may be the counter-argument, but we don't know what went on there. Did the club force him out? Is this part of the strategy, the policy, to get rid of these academy players and then bring in other players? It seems it. That's the talk, isn't it? I hope that's not true, because you need some of these academy players. I'm not like one of these fans that wants a whole 11 of academy players, though. That doesn't bother me. I'm not interested in that. A couple, maybe one. But a world-class one or two. I'm not that fussed, if I'm honest. I want a few of them, but not... It doesn't have to be the whole starting eleven. I don't get that personally. I want Chelsea to win. They could all come from Mars, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you know, it doesn't bother me, really. But it's good to have at least one academy player that has come through the ranks, like a John Terry, somebody of that quality. Then yes. But with Connor, he's got to stay for me, and I don't get it, really. I mean... I can understand him wanting 150 grand if Casado is on 150 grand because he isn't worth 150 grand. Do you see what I mean? He's not at the moment. He is not worth that, is he? Not by no way, nowhere near that. Um, so his agent is going to want to try and get a better deal for him. But it's very interesting, isn't it, with these long contracts? And yeah, again, I think that's flawed. I think they should get rid of the long contracts because the players, no, they've got a long contract. They haven't necessarily got to play well. Some players, that's how they think. If they've got a year left on their deal, Chelsea under Abramovich would do this all the time. Older players, they'd be like, right, you've got a year left on your deal. And then they would have an absolutely blinding season. They'd work for another contract and then they'd get another year. It does happen in football. That's the way it works. You don't give a player a 12-year contract and being like, oh, yeah, you've got all this money coming in, and they'll be like, oh, I'm fairly comfortable. That's basically it. That's what happens in football. Soccer, as Todd probably calls it, is a very different game. It's not like baseball. It's not like American football. The model 
is wrong at the moment. I obviously hope I'm completely wrong in the future going forward. I hope in, say, oh, I don't know, a few years' time we're winning the league or something, but get real. That ain't going to happen. I'll be amazed. I really hope I'm wrong, but nah, no way. We are improving recently, last couple of good results, and I think, yeah, things are on the up, and, you know, I'll always be a Chelsea fan. Even if we're in the division below, that isn't going to happen, but it's just frustrating. It's still frustrating. It's getting in the mindset, though, isn't it, that um, we're not winners anymore. It is, unfortunately. That is the mindset that you have to sort of... With Chelsea, um, yeah, we hope we win, and... uh, yeah, it's very different, isn't it? I still love my club, I always will. But it's a shame, isn't it? It's a shame. I think it's a shame anyway. I think there's lots of fans that agree with me about the whole situation since they've come in and they're not happy. No. And I love the Don't Worry About a Thing chant. That was absolutely fantastic. And I really hope I'll get to sing that at the bridge. And it is a great chant when you're losing. And hopefully, though, this is a chant that since the Palace win, we'll sing this when we start to win. Hopefully we're going to turn a corner, but we've said this so many times this season. Is this the moment we're going to turn a corner as a football club? And it just hasn't materialised. So it it gets you thinking, doesn't it? Is it going to happen? Next two fixtures, very tricky. City, Liverpool, very tricky. But you've got to hope. Don't worry about a thing. Every little thing will be all right. I love that chant. I think it is brilliant. But I don't like the mentality of getting all these people from Brighton, signing players from lesser clubs. It's very, it's just a lack of ambition for me. So I would really love it if our sporting director would sign a player from a top club in the world and he's a quality player. He comes in, he makes a difference straight away. Not, you've got to wait a few years and then if if he's a great player, yeah, we'll sell him. It seems um, that's the reality now, which is uh, a huge shame. But, you know, we've had the glory years, haven't we? You can't say we haven't as Chelsea fans. We've seen some of the best players. We've had some of the best times. And now it's just all right, isn't it, if you're honest? You'll always be a fan if you're a real fan. But if you're being honest about it, it's just, yeah. If we beat Palace, it's amazing, isn't it? If we beat Aston Villa, wow. In the past, it just would have been like, that's normal, that's nothing special. But anyway, (laughs) just give my opinions as I see them. I'm not saying I'm always right, I just always give my opinion as a fan. That's what I do. Singing don't worry about a thing, because every little thing is going to be alright. Chelsea! Let's hope so anyway. Yeah, we play uh, Man City. Yeah, it's going to be very difficult tonight, isn't it? I think as long as we put in a decent performance in terms of is the effort there, we're in the game for a portion of the game, I don't think a lot of fans are going to be disappointed. I don't think anybody's thinking we're going to win. Possibly a draw. I think a lot of fans are hoping. But I don't think anybody thinks we're going to win tonight. A lot of people think we're going to be on a hiding to nothing. I think a lot of fans think that. So... As long as they give a good account of themselves and they put the effort in and they're in the game for a good portion of the game, I would just hate us to get turned over and lose 4 or 5 nil. though. I would absolutely hate that because, again, 
it would be one step forward, two steps back. Even though you're playing a team of Man City's quality, they are quality. They'll probably win the Premier League this year, or they'll come very close. They're one of the top teams in the world. But you have to... And this is where the manager comes in. You have to show some uh, tactical nous when you play Man City. That, you know, you're not going to have the ball all the time. You have to change the way you play. You have to defend correctly. And when you hit them on the counter-attack, which is what we should be doing against Man City, you play direct football, you take your chances. That's what you should do against Man City. You shouldn't try and outplay them at their own game. And I know some fans will be like... Um, no, we're changing now, a different philosophy and all this, and not for me. I think that's flawed. I think it's um, naivety against Man City. They are the best team in the world at playing the way they play. So why would you try and play like them? It doesn't make sense, and it's very... Well, I think it's ridiculous if you go to Man City and you're going to try and outplay them at their own game. You have to find a way to get a result or to be competitive. I seem to remember that Conti got really criticised when he lost. Was it 1-0 there or 2-1 or something? Because we defended. But if he thought that was the best way to get a result, I think the next season under Sarri, we lost 4-0 or something. Yeah, they played one step beyond, didn't they? God, I hated that. Mind you, we got revenge, didn't we, <laughs> in Porto. But, yeah, I think you have to be pragmatic. I think a lot of fans are thinking things have got to, got, got to get a lot worse before they get better, and I don't think that's so. I don't think that's going to come to fruition. I honestly don't understand that. The here and now does matter. It's not just about the future. And I don't see how, if you're not performing well, all of a sudden you're going to be amazing because you keep playing the same way and you're losing. I know the last couple of games, yes, we've played well. The Palace game was fantastic. I loved that. Brilliant. Sec First half was awful, though. Let's not get away from that. That was awful. But it doesn't matter. In the grand scheme of things, we won 3-1. Second half was brilliant. But why didn't they play like that from the first minute? Why? They should have. I know they're a young team, but... Every match, every performance, it seems to be that we make excuses or rather the manager does for the team and it's just like, shut up, just get on with it, get the results, it's your job to do that and it's the player's job. They're on a lot of money, you know. It's not as if they're a bunch of academy players that are being paid hardly anything. Casado, what is it, 150 grand or something a week and he makes continuous back passes to opposing players and they score. I mean, if you can't, Pass it to somebody. You can kick it out. It's better than conceding a goal, isn't it? I know that's not the modern way. They've got to keep possession, but it's just obvious, isn't it? And there's so many examples of that. And I'm just hoping we can do something tonight, obviously. We could. You never know. This might be one of those moments. It was brilliant with the fans singing the Bob Marley song against Palace. Maybe we've turned a corner. Maybe this is the moment, but maybe it's not. <laughs> you know, we'll have to wait and see. Everybody's hoping it is, but I think, as I was saying, though, most fans will be happy if we at least give it a go, if we are in the game. That's the thing, we have to be in the game. If we're not in the game and we lose 3 or 4-0, nah, nothing's happened. Nothing's. We haven't turned a corner, unfortunately, as much as I want it to be. We need to be competitive tonight, and I really hope the next one of these I do, I'm talking about a 
a spirited Chelsea performance, something to be proud of. That's what I'm really hoping for. Oh, 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 oh